Welcome back, everybody, to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason, and joining me this week, returning to the podcast, we have Fen. Fen, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Excellent. So Fen is really well. Her Wi-Fi is not as well as she is. So if uh, at any point, particularly on the video version, you see people freezing, uh, it's not because she needs a really long time to think about the answer to the question. It's probably a Wi-Fi issue. Uh, speaking of questions, Fen, before we jump into the hot topic we've got to discuss today, we need to warm warm up a little bit. So I've got a few warm up questions for you. You know the drill. Very simple one to start with: peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Oh, crunchy all day. Crunchy all day. <laughs> I feel like crunchy is what's considered the correct answer by the majority of people, and then smooth. Know. Um, you know, it seems to always be a more controversial answer. But I, I know this is Lydia's favorite question, so I thought I'd better, better slip it in there. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm crunchy all day. All day, every day. Adds a bit of, anything that adds a bit of texture. So that's what it is, the texture for you. That's what oh, yeah. 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 It, so here's a, an interesting question, which I guess will be different depending on what people actually have access to. But what is the piece of gym equipment you have missed the most during lockdown? Probably a salt bike. <laughs> Is that what missed just sort of looking at it with an evil eye or actually missed using it? No, I've missed using it. I love the assault bike. Um, I love just trashing myself on the assault bike and not being able to do that has been, yeah. I mean, I think if you asked me that before lockdown, ask me what I think I would miss the most would be a barbell. But I think I really enjoy using dumbbells and kettlebells. So I think it's going to be the assault bike and definitely not any gymnastics. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what you were gonna what you were gonna answer, but I didn't think it was gonna be that. <laughs> no, well, I didn't think it was gonna be that. But actually, I've been cycling a lot during lockdown. It's something that I've uh, sort of discovered that I enjoy, and I think it obviously the carryover is there. So from the assault bike, I'm quite good. I've got powerful legs. Cycling's the same. It's just learning the little skills of how to work the bike, you know, because that makes a big difference. But yeah, no, it's legs, so I like it. <laughs> This, you know, this worries me about going back now because you're not the only one that's been doing a lot of cycling. Like I've seen a lot of people have taken up cycling in this time. Uh, and I think we've discussed in the past, you know, oh, what about my, my pull up? I'm not going to do my pull up anymore and, and all of that. I don't think that's the issue. I think it's those of us that haven't dedicated ourselves to cycling over the, the break are going to come back in and just get destroyed on the assault bike by everybody else who is suddenly amazing on the bike that's going to be the great that doesn't matter they can yeah. have 10 minutes to get a pull-up they've earned it they're going to be uh, well ahead of us on any wad hmm. so sam had an interesting question bear with me one second while i pull that up uh lockdown based question once again so if you had to lock down with anyone in the world and you could choose who would it be i don't like these kind of questions because i'm not really a people person I people yeah I mean I think I'm a people person but I don't like to be like oh this is my favorite person or like even if it is a celebrity or something like that I'm not really too like you know how most people you can ask you can be like oh okay if you say for example same same sort of question if you could only see three people for the rest of your life or if you could eat dinner for three with three famous people who would you choose and I'm always just like I don't know I'm not really you know I'm not really fussed I don't want to be really cliche and say my boyfriend, <laughs> but we spent a lot of lockdown together. Um, and yeah, I think it's been testing for a lot of people, but probably my boyfriend, he helps me stay motivated for training and things like that. So I think that's definitely a positive. I mean, that's, that's a very good answer, isn't it? 
that's that's an answer that's going to earn you a lot of points because the last time I'll you get podcast, to that for sure. Last time you were on the podcast, it's good last time. Yeah, you said we're not super positive about judo practitioners. I think it was and. Uh, things like that I've kind of got to earn back some of those points because him and his uh friends were not yeah not too impressed well done well done we'll we'll put this out as the soundbite this will be the clip for everyone to hear Uh, yeah I mean you could I I get that it's a terrible question I'm probably going to write down the other questions that you mentioned because they'll come up as warm-up questions in the future for other guests but um yeah well well done could have just picked any kind of athlete that you would be like oh they train me really well I'd be with Tia because then we could train together, but no, go for your boyfriend. Why not? Now, here's a question that I didn't ask you last time you were on, and I now ask everyone the first time they're on, but somehow you slipped in before this became a question that I ask everyone the first time. When we make the CrossFit Bath movie, who are you picking to play you? And you can't say your boyfriend this time. Who am I picking to play me? Could be anybody. It can be anybody. And, and, you know, I go through this now when I ask the question. We've had literally actors who are deceased. We've had very famous A-list actors. We've had other members of the bridge or bath. I yeah. think Lydia picked Tia to play her. So she's gone uh, CrossFit yeah. Games athlete. So at this point, the scope is pretty wide. I'm probably going to get a bit of hate for this, but I don't know her name. I think it's, is it Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. I've been told that I look like her. I think it's Scarlett Johansson. The, who's the lady that plays? Um, I don't know who she plays, but she's in like a. Is she in a Marvel film? But she plays uh, Black Widow in the Marvel movies. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of someone else then. Brie Larson. There you go. Oh, Brie Larson. Uh, she plays Captain Marvel. There you go. Brie Larson. You say Brie Larson. Okay. You probably will get hate for that, by the way. So. Uh, yeah. She's. Well, I've been told I look like her, so that's why I'm picking her. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Ask the question. You've answered the question. Let's move on. So then we're going to talk about the actual topic today, which is uh, if anyone hadn't guessed, as soon as you come on the podcast, it's always going to be a nutrition topic, isn't it? And we're going to talk specifically about something that sort of started up during the lockdown. uh, And you and Ollie have spoken about it uh, to varying degrees on the the Facebook groups. And there is a specific group as well for this. uh, And that is the 28 Days uh, Nutrition Kickstarter. Correct. Yes. What is that? So it is what it says on the tin, 28 days of a sort of structured plan to kickstart your nutrition. So initially, I actually made this on my own, a good few weeks of long hours, hard work during lockdown because I had nothing else to do. I was coaching four hours a week. Um, So I thought I'm going to do something to keep me busy. I got inspiration from another company on making a document like like this. So I suggested to the guys that we do a sort of like a challenge uh, for lockdown for people that are struggling with motivation and things like that. And then Ollie actually came back to me and said, yeah, that's great. So I sent it over and he had a look and, and then came back to me and said, can we work together on this and make it something that can be a document for every single new starter for CrossFit Bath? So for example, at the moment, we've got the intro course, which I've run for a good year, year and a half now. And we cover everything on there from um, in the way of movement, 
but nothing really in the way of nutrition and recovery. And that is something Ollie has wanted to, he's wanted to fill this gap for a while. So we sat and worked together on it for about a month, having a couple of meetings a week, tweaking this, tweaking that, making sure that we discussed everything because obviously there's going to be things that we disagree on, things that we uh, view from slightly different point of views with his uh, experience and then mine also um, so it's kind of been a bit of a collaboration in that sense um, but we wanted to create this predominantly for the new starters but then also for for everybody in lockdown to kind of have a bit of a kickstarter um, if that makes sense yeah so I mean to kind of unpack a lot of what you said I mean that does make sense because obviously you know, we, we always say, you know, everybody always says like oh, abs are made in the kitchen and it's, uh, you know, you, you can't out train a bad diet. And we, we get those phrases thrown around quite a lot, uh, but it's very rare that anyone actually then follows up on that statement, if that makes sense. So uh, it's, it's kind of a, a thing that gets thrown out and it's basically saying, yeah, yeah, you need also to, you know, fitness is one thing, but you need to combine that with a, a healthy diet or, or eat well. But it's rare that the same person, kind of unless you, you can afford to have a, either a, a squad of people working for you or a, a, you know, a personal trainer that is covering every part of your, uh, of your fitness program. I, I mean, you mentioned Marvel movies before. So you think about like whenever someone gets cast for kind of a, a Marvel role and then they get the personal trainers and the nutritionists and they've got everybody just working for them. But, you know, Joe Public doesn't have that. Uh, so it, it's kind of that thing where I've been told I need to clean up my diet and then full stop. Like, and then I go away and I Google, you know, what should I be eating? And then you get all these kind of different, uh, I don't want to say fad diets, but different things come out. The idea that it's all coming from the same place is much better, right? Because they know, you know, I know this is how you're training. I know kind of what you're doing. And, and it, especially, you know, in our, in our condition or where, you know, the way we train and the, the size of the box and the people you also know about the person as well so you kind of know who works in an office who works outside who has a physical job so it, it helps you to get that nice well-rounded picture of the person uh, and it means you know they can feel free to kind of ask questions exactly. right yeah and and the whole idea of this is that you can say to somebody okay let's work on your nutrition and not just go oh yeah, well, you should probably do this, probably do that. Actually supplying them with the exact information so that they can educate themselves as much as they choose to. So that's the great thing about this document is you could read through it and do the basics and that will do you great. If you read through it and you're really, really interested in it and you read all of the content that we've put in that's extra, you'll do really, really well. And that's the thing that I tend to use with all of my clients. So one-to-one -one clients as well. If I say, right, you need to be eating more protein, I don't just go, okay, off you go. I provide them with the information that's going to help them to go literally put it in front of them and go oh this is 25 grams of protein if I eat this oh this is 50 grams of protein okay great you know and then if they want to educate themselves on okay what is protein and why is it good for me why is she saying that I should be eating this because don't just bodybuilders do that so all that sort of thing is supplying people with the information to educate themselves rather than just saying do this because it's good for you yeah and I think like personally you know I can only speak for myself and then what I've sort of observed in other people but I find when we know why we're asked to do something it's much easier to do it right when you when you understand the why behind something you you kind of feel more motivated to do it but beyond 
well, it's good for you. And, and that, you know, that applies across all spectrums of, you know, let's at least say fitness. Uh, you know, if, if we're being given drills and it's like, well, here's a, a drill to do. And you think, well, how is this, you know, this is going to help you snatch. And you're like, but this isn't a snatch. How is this going to help me snatch? And then someone explains that, well, this is going to help your mobility. It's going to help you in that overhead position. It's going to give you more stability. So you can, mm. and it's like, oh, okay, I understand now how doing this thing that doesn't look like a snatch is actually going to help me improve an Olympic lift. And I guess it's the same with nutrition, right? When somebody explains, you know, as you were saying, you need to eat more protein. No, I don't. I don't want to get, I don't want to get big and I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to eat more protein and this is why, and this is the kind of protein sources you can have. It just helps the person understand the reasons behind it and therefore feel more motivated and kind of more in control to actually do it, in my opinion. There we go. Let's put that little caveat out there. That is exactly it. Motivation. You can lead the horse to water, but it might not drink. So if I did actually find when I started working with clients, I would try and say, oh, do this, do that, and not really tell them why. And then you don't get results because they're like, oh, I don't really want to do this. But if you t explain to them exactly why, what that's going to do, and give them a little bit, okay, you can work out this yourself, have a go at working out this yourself, then they understand the science behind it rather than just going, do this, do that. So definitely it helps with motivation, all that sort of thing. I suppose as we kind of get before we go maybe into actually what's sort of involved in this uh, this 28 day program, uh, you know, obviously we've mentioned that this is something you you thought about particularly for the intro class for those that are getting into CrossFit. What if I've been doing it for two and a half years, three years, four years, five years, ten years? I've been coming and doing CrossFit, uh, and I think my diet is is pretty good. Is this is it still worth me looking into this, or is this really just for beginners? Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, there's a whole topic in this on workout nutrition, which is more specific for those athletes that have been doing it for a while, that they say, for example, they've got their nutrition locked down, is going to give them those few extra points that they maybe don't know about that are going to excel them within their um, performance. But also, uh, I take an evidence-based approach. So everything, all the information that I put out is scientifically proven to be true such is, is backed up by numerous amounts of studies and things like that so I think everybody can learn something like I've got clients that are you know older they've they've lived for years and they've cooked for years they've eaten for years there's tiny little things that that changes that they can make that can be make drastic positive influences on their life and they don't even realize and they've you know they've been doing this thing eating healthily making these tiny little changes can actually be really beneficial so i think people can be quite ignorant and be like well i know what to eat i eat clean you know blah 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 well that's you know why not learn more you've got the chance to learn more for free and actually it is probably going to excel your your performance so there's a little um couple of pages on supplements as well so again for sports performance maybe if you were have been coming to crossfit for six months or you're on the intro not really going to be interested in supplements you want to get the basics down but then for people that are more advanced okay why don't we see see about taking creatine and fish oils and things like that and and, and obviously why this is why this is the evidence go here if you want to have like read deeper into it yeah and I, I i it always makes me laugh i think about kind of clean eating and how even within that like that phrase of, of clean eating you have people that view that in a very different way right and I, I will always remember sort of speaking to someone and saying oh actually I you know I eat quite clean I had quite a, 
uh, this was a while ago and I definitely do not eat as clean at the moment <laughs> and, and lockdown has not helped and even has having children at home but I remember at the time he's like well what do you mean by clean and it was literally things like you know, a grilled chicken breast and a lot of veg and it was it was super kind of clean and I think when I had said initially to this person like oh I eat quite clean they kind of imagined I was going to say I don't go to McDonald's like that was the extent of because they did it in quite a what do you mean by clean <laughs> like what do you know and they were happy with my answer but it is true isn't it that someone might think well I eat clean because I don't go home and eat you know a pint of ice cream and loads of chocolate cake which is good um it's also good to eat a pint of ice cream but it, it's good to uh to not do those those things and they're quite but they're quite obvious aren't they they're like you know it, it's quite obvious that that's not a healthy option it's the things that people mistakenly consider to be the healthy option that are, you know, more dangerous, I would say. Yeah, and they really catch us out. And I think that's where the, the industry is just, it can be a really tricky one to, to kind of navigate because one minute this is said to be healthy, the next it's unhealthy. You should be using just coconut oil, no other oils. Well, why? What's the difference in the oils? You know, all that sort of thing. I kind of try to take the guessing out of it for people but also people that eat healthy the amount of people that will eat healthily but will eat just far too much or they use far too much oil or you know all the hidden calories they'll have their snack will be like two pieces of toast lathered with butter and peanut butter oh peanut butter's good for you though and I'm eating whole grain toast and that's good for me so all those sorts of things you might you know it's, it's little things like that that tend to be it's all the low-hanging fruit that catch people out uh, and I, I guess, I mean, as you were saying, like this came about because you had free time in lockdown. And I think it, it's food for many is a comfort as well. So when the world appears to be crumbling around us, food is sort of something can people can quite easily go to as, as a comfort, which can be fine. But we've yeah. been locked down for quite a few months now. So if we're continuing like these habits, yeah, it's 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 getting to a point where now we'll probably have been you know, these habits start to become very ingrained. So even when life goes back to quote unquote normal, uh, we might start to struggle kind of getting out of this. So I think the idea of a kickstart and, you know, probably a, a, quite a number of us need that kick, uh, whether we've been, you know, we might have been really healthy before. Yeah, so I, I am forever practicing what I preach. And, and like you say, like, I'm a real comfort eater. I've had, you know, real issues in the past and, and, you know, they come right through to the present, especially with emotional eating. But I managed to put on, I think it was about four kilos in lockdown. I was overindulging. I was just drinking loads. I'm not a big drinker. I was drinking sort of like, for me, it was loads, like a gin or two a night. And then having a few more on the weekends, just every any excuse, you know, making a cake every week, eating all the cake, of course. So I think, you know, I feel like I can definitely relate with people, but then at the same time, you've got to go, okay, well, I need to show people that what I'm doing, it works and it work, it's, it's worked for me. So I can completely relate to people when they just say that they, you know, they overeat their emotional eaters. Yeah, lockdown's stressful. Why not? You either, you either overeat or you do the opposite. So yeah, so I guess the concern for some might be because as we said, like, if it is something that we find comforting and it's something that is helping us and, and and it goes back like this is you know it's no different from what we were saying with shacks and ollie about training in general and how we shouldn't beat ourselves up over you know oh my training in lockdown it's not been you know i was doing so well before and that 
and maybe we're just doing kind of the training that we enjoy because life is is very stressful and training is a form of stress and we don't want to overstress ourselves uh, and i guess maybe now we can go into a little bit what's involved in the in the 28 day nutritional plan kind of how it works but maybe just to alleviate that idea of we're not saying you can't have anything you like what you're going to be eating is chicken and broccoli for 28 days straight so you know that's not that's not the idea here right that's it's 28 days for a reason it's a progressive thing uh, you're not like ripping off that comfort food <laughs> band-aid no 100 percent. i mean it's not realistic if you're restricting all those foods that you enjoy what's the point you know we've got to enjoy life even on a diet you know people i've got clients eating things that they you know they want to eat but they just make a smaller sacrifice here and there or have less of it or you know so it's not about being restrictive and cutting things out and being unhappy for 28 days it's a it's a long-term thing so we're setting you up with these foundational steps for long-term success success so why don't we get into it yeah so so if i so you know I, I can get the document i've got this document now i have a read through what what will i be expecting to find uh, as we go as we go through so it's 28 days it's divided up into weeks as well so that's yeah. you know, that's helpful there's a really easy guide to follow I'm actually quite proud that I made this myself as the first sort of thing like this that I've done. Um, but yeah, so essentially you've got about the guide. So um, what we aim to do within the guide. So what we aim to do within the 28 days, so you've got a sort of like a little summary at the beginning and then a little list of what you'll need. So we suggest that you have a measuring tape and things like that, some kitchen scales for tracking. Um, and then also about tracking your progress. So setting that from the get go, because you can't manage what you can't measure, essentially. So that's why we encourage that. And then we go into week one. So all of the weeks are set up as like a flow diagram. So we're making progressive changes every couple of days. So it's very incremental. This is literally so because it's for new starters at CrossFit, we have to go, okay, what do those kind of people look like? where have they come from we need to go and just go in and assume that they have no knowledge whatsoever even if you do have the knowledge setting these little habits is so important so week one is all about habit setting okay so day one and day two is just focusing on making sure you're eating enough fruit and veg and of course we've got a micronutrient so that is micronutrients getting your micronutrients in we have got a whole page on micronutrients what it is why it's important etc if you want to read that you know then day three we add in hydration so tracking that you're drinking two liters of water a day again oh yeah drink that water <laughs> So again, uh, a whole sheet on hydration, why it's important, benefits of it for both sports performance and weight loss. And then day five, we introduce whole foods. So again, importance of whole foods and then trying to introduce at least one meal made of whole foods. You'll be so surprised the amount of people that just do not eat enough whole unprocessed foods. And that is what it's about. At the end of the day, that is what you should be consuming things that are as they are as you take them out of the ground as you 
grow them as crops okay and then saturday we've got a flexible saturday so that is consistent throughout the weeks for you just to kind of relax not have to worry about it too much and then pick it up again on sunday ready for the following week so we've got a summary after every week okay this is what we're looking for this is what we're focusing on etc and you can kind of take it as it comes um with regards to that so i guess that's where as well you were sort of saying people can kind of dip into this as as much as they they want to or they can so you you could just pretty much follow the flow chart right and and that's giving mm. you a basic like this is what you need to do day one day two day three but as you said on, on each thing then you can actually go deeper and you can find out what's behind you know why are we saying to eat this much of this from day one and why are we saying you know okay. like drink you know hydration drink more water it's good for you brilliant i'll do that or drink more water it's good for you this is why and you can you know go in deeper and try and get so i think because you know we said before people they work harder when they know the why mm -hmm. not everyone cares some people are very good at just saying well, you've told me to do this i'll do it yeah and that's fine so it there's a lot of control over how deep a dive people want to take into into the work but she put a lot of work into this so you know please re read as much of it as you can because you know, want to make sense oh, of course. yeah uh, so and then that's fle flexible saturday i suppose that is for your mental health more than anything helping you to kind of uh, know that i think it's always good isn't it when you can push that that donut back to, yeah. to saturday you know and it, it stops you from kind of giving up and just binge eating whatever you exactly want. and i think if if all of those things are really out of your comfort zone it means okay right we can we can just chill for a bit and then reset we go again um assess the week we've also got in um, keeping with that a habits checklist that I've made and you can print it off and color it in. So that's especially great if you've got kids and things like that, but also as a visual aid. So I know most people have like fridges that are behind wooden doors anymore, so you can't put it on your fridge, but coloring in, okay, I've had my five fruit and veg today. I've had my water today it can be so simple, but also so rewarding. So that's at the back of the pack that we encourage people to print off and, and do. I haven't printed that yet. I'll, I'll print that off. <laughs> I, I do have a fridge that Print you stick things on and I do have kids that like coloring. So um, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, so it's all at the back. There's one for week one, two and three. So, so from week two, things get say, a, a little bit more complicated, maybe a bit that... more complex, a bit more serious, you know, but so week two is focusing on tracking. Okay. Many benefits of tracking, many cons of tracking also okay tracking is not for everybody don't recommend it for people that have had eating disorders in the past or still do have eating disorders if you know that you get quite obsessive with things maybe take a pass on that um but we write about that in there just saying okay this is what you could do instead make a little food diary and tracking is just all about the awareness the reflection how often do you have a cup of tea and you have a biscuit and then you go, oh, I'm just gonna have another one. And that one biscuit turns into three. When you think back to what you've eaten in the day, generally people will not remember the biscuits they had with their tea. So it's little hidden things like that. Just being able to go, it's a habit. You eat things out of a habit, you're not aware of it. That's fine, we all do it. If we had to think every time we ate, we'd be exhausted. So it's just about putting that on paper or on your device and we break that down into such simple steps so i've actually got okay why we track 
why is it important to track and what are the alternatives? And I've screenshotted and made a really nice little infographic on my fitness pal, the simple steps of how to put something into your device. So that is for day one and day two of week two, we're tracking calories. And then we go into our protein target and making sure, <laughs> making sure that we balance our plate. So uh, so yeah, plate balancing is important. Again, loads of people will just have two things on a plate or they'll have like loads of carbs, say for example, rice and a tiny bit of whatever else their protein and maybe that's it. Think about chili con carne. Do you have veg on the side of chili con carne? Is that, is yeah. that a question directed to me? Because I mean, no, I don't. Well, it was. Do you have garlic bread? Like some people have garlic bread like all that sort of thing so it's like actually trying to go this is what meal I'm having I'm gonna have a third of the plate is gonna be my chili third of the plate is gonna be my rice and then I'm gonna fill the rest with a load of vegetables so just kind of restructuring it like that but with protein being the main aim and we explain again why protein we go into macronutrients if you want to understand what all of those are so protein fats and carbs i actually made a little little picture of a plate balance and like what that should look like um ideally but again nothing to restrain nothing too structured that means you have to do this and you can't do that do what you want Okay, and then day 12, introducing that sleep. So again, that's back on the tracking um, habits uh, checklist. Trying to get a minimum of seven hours sleep a night and why. We've got a whole page or two pages on sleep and also a recommendation for a book for you to read. It's just unbelievable how much sleep can affect your weight loss. Absolutely everything. It's Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's always interesting that it, when it's thrown in and as part of your nutrition because it's sort of it's it's a, again go back to like what we said at the very start people are like i'm going to the gym to get fit and then you get to the gym and they tell you well actually yes you need to be here to get fit but it's also really important what you eat maybe even more important so like, oh okay that maybe wasn't what i was expecting and then all right i look into my nutrition and they're saying yeah it's really important what you're eating also your sleep's going to affect your your outcome you're like what it's almost like it involves more than one very simple fix. It's like there's a whole load of things that are involved in living a healthy lifestyle. That's the thing. It's all connected. And I think that's one thing that I've learned massively on my journey, on my sort of the last three, four years of my life, that everything is connected. And I think it is just trying to look after yourself as much as you can. And that sleep is, is recovery. Nutrition is recovery. You need to, if you've gone really hard at the gym for, uh, for a week, you need to make sure, or even a day, you need to make sure you're refueling yourself properly. And I think that's one thing we try to communicate to people when they come on the intro you know after their first session okay make sure you rehydrate have a good balanced meal when you get home don't think oh well now I've exercised and I'm on a diet I'm not going to eat you need to refuel yourself so I guess trying to reframe your mind and think of food as fuel rather than like we were saying before as, as pleasure or something like that which is interesting isn't it? because I feel like sometimes that has um, a negative connotation to it as well because um, I'm someone that has said that in the past, you know, like, oh, I think, you know, for me, food is fuel. And when you say that to someone who really likes food, they go mad. Like that is 
you know, food isn't just fuel. It's so, it's so much more. It's, you know, it's, and it's like, I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not all of those other things, but at the same time, it is like, it is fuel, right? We, we, you can't deny that as much as you want to dress it up and be like, oh, you know, food, it brings, it stirs emotions and it brings memories and, you know, it can do all of this and do all of that. I'm not saying it can't, but it is fuel. And so you do need to, to, to think of it in that way at times. It's- well, that's the, that's the thing. I, I really, I do agree with you there. And, and I mean, I've been in the past, my, I remember years ago, my brother said, oh, I don't enjoy food. I just, you know, it's fuel for me. It just keeps me going. And I had a bit of a go at it. My, obviously, I used to be a chef. But now with regards to sports and sports performance, I think there's so many people that get too wrapped up in in food with with regards to emotions. And obviously, it's not their fault, but it is better in that regard to try and think of it as fuel and yeah you want to enjoy your fuel make it exciting add some spices some herbs try new recipes you know keep it fresh keep it exciting dieting eating healthy doesn't have to be boring like that's a massive thing i've come across recently actually is people saying oh I've got my like go-to healthy five meals and then oh, I just eat them for a couple of weeks and I, I get a bit bored. I'm like, why do you have to just have five? And I think we all do that. We go, oh, well, we know chicken's healthy and it's not got much fat. Well, I know that greens are healthy as well. So I have some of that. Oh, what greens can I have that are healthy? And you just kind of have your go-to things. Get a recipe book. Invest in a couple of recipe books. You can get them so cheap secondhand from charity shops and things like that. Use those for inspiration. Just because you're dieting or you're eating healthily doesn't mean you have to have boring, simple, straightforward, bland meals. Make it exciting and then you're going to want to eat it. Yeah, definitely. I I think there's so much. um, I I, I guess it almost feels like we locked in what food was, like what food was healthy, how to structure a plate and all of that. And we locked that in years ago. And mm-hmm. it's sort of for the majority of people not changed. Uh, you know, we talked about like, you know, creating your plate. Uh, and I always remember the uh, kind of that concept of like, particularly in, in the UK, you know, we feel like we have to finish what's on our plate, right? That's mm-hmm. that we're brought up that you've got to eat everything on your plate. Uh, and then if you go to like a restaurant, they give the same amount of food on that plate to everyone. Right? Yeah, so you yeah. get like that little old lady and that bodybuilder who come in and order the same meal and a you know, they're given the same plate of food and they're both expected to finish that food, which is probably not enough for one of them and maybe double the amount the other one really needs to eat. That's exactly it, Jason. That is it. You don't go in and you go, oh, I have a medium portion of this or, you know, like say, for example, it's not just women and men either because women and men are completely different shapes and sizes. It is that portion size. And you are seen as if you finish half your plate, you're like, oh, I'm stuffed. I'm not used to eating this much. And it's rich and it's you know delicious but the waitress comes over and says oh oh did you not enjoy it well actually I'm just really full that's you know that's a a good thing to do but most of the time I know I would be like well (laughs) it's here so I'm gonna eat it you know so I mean you've got to leave room for pudding that's the problem isn't it (laughs) that's that's why there's always there is always room for pudding okay so week two things start to get more yeah tracking sleep tracking what you're eating and again it it all makes sense doesn't it? as you said it, it's very easy to forget the 17 extra biscuits we had it's very easy to not realize that we're only sleeping you know because we stayed up watching that movie last night and we actually went to bed kind of two hours later than we planned and 
we start to get up at the same time because of alarm clocks. So it, it makes sense why tracking that will probably reveal things about ourselves we didn't know or didn't want. That's the thing, it's just creating that awareness. And two huge things actually are milk in coffees and teas. Uh, people just don't realize, like if you, I don't know, have six milky coffees a day, which a lot of people do, that's a whole meal. That's a whole nother meal uh, or equivalent to calories uh, related to and oil as well when we're cooking oil like a tablespoon of oil is something like I should know this because I've written it a million times recently I just created um, 150 recipes for an app so yeah so I've spent a lot of time in my fitness pal because doing the calories and the macros and everything but half a tablespoon is I think it's 60 calories it, it is funny isn't it that we don't actually I I started drinking black coffee um like back when we were we're still living in Italy uh, and that was hard because it's all espresso coffee so it's it's strong mm. <laughs> and when you're like no milk in there and no sugar I think I I took sugar away first um and then the milk because I, 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 or perhaps I even did it that I used to have it black, but with sugar, yeah. then I started having milk so I could get rid of the sugar and then eventually got rid of the milk. If that makes sense. Uh, but I think it's just because it is on the one hand that you don't notice it, but I, I reasoned actually more on the other kind of way of looking at it. And I was like, you know, I, I like cake, right? I like to eat cake. I like to eat things like that. And I know they're full of sugar, mm. but I'm not physically taking a spoon and putting sugar on top of my cake. So it's mm -hmm. sort of like the sugar's disguised inside, right? But when it's like a tea or a coffee and you just take a spoon of sugar yeah. and add it, like you can't pretend that that's not there. That's there and you put it there. <laughs> like that's, so I thought, oh, it's mm -hmm. much easier to just not do that than it is to say, you know, mm -hmm. can you make my cake healthier, please? And use less sugar when you're, make, when yeah. you're making it, right? Um, but it's interesting, you know, like, yeah, six cups of coffee, I mean, you know, there's a lot of, well, I hope there's not that many people that are downing six cups of coffee because that's, that's a lot of coffee guys. Um, maybe you need to get more sleep. <laughs> that's probably the yeah. problem. But uh, yeah, the idea that, you know, I guess between tea and coffee, you can basically have had an extra meal a day is um, concerning. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's just, people don't realize it, but, um, but yeah, that's what I'm here for. So <laughs> So on, on week three, we're saying it's more like the planning stage of things. Um, yeah. So I guess like anything, I don't know, say, for example, you start a new job Sunday night, at least you're probably going to be going, oh, right. Get my uniform out ready. Got my bits to, ready for tomorrow or even like the night before you go and training to the gym. OK, get all your kit out, pack your bag, etc. You know, that's going to set you up to succeed. It's the same with nutrition. If you've planned your week, you've planned what meals you're going to have. It means you know exactly what to buy when you go to the supermarket, which more than likely means less trips to the supermarket. And you're setting yourself up to succeed. So the first couple of days, of course, every week we carry over what we've learned from the week before. So we're still implementing um, the tracking. And we're still implementing all the habits from the beginning, but we're adding on planning now. So making sure we're planned, ready for the week, we stay on top of it. And then we go into a bit more reflection. So we've got a good few days of reflecting. So just taking a minute to go and ask yourself three questions. So those three questions are what went well? what could be improved and what will I do better next time? And that is a really good way of reflecting positively. 
So by asking yourself what went well, you're automatically thinking of a positive thing. Okay, what could be improved? Oh, what could I do a bit different tomorrow? Or maybe next week? Oh, actually I got caught short. I was in a meeting longer than I thought. I didn't have time to pop to the shop and I was starving. So I just ate loads when I got home. Okay, what will I do better next time? Well, I'm going to make sure that I've got food prepped and then I don't need to worry about meetings overrunning and things like that I can eat in my meeting or, or in that time that you've got. So again, positive reflection and making sure that we can always try and be that little bit better next time. We want to fail, but we want to fail forwards. We want to fail in a positive way. That means when we fail, we can go, okay, what went well? what could be improved and what would I do better next time? And I think that's so important because when you don't have, you know, when you're set up with that concept of as soon as I fail, like that's it game over, then that's a big problem. Right. But when you, when you fall, but you realize, well, hold on. I, yeah. I've slipped up here, but it's not the end of the world. I can keep going. Uh, it, I found once said to me, it's like, you know, you're going up a flight of stairs. If you trip, you don't go all the way down to the bottom of the stairs and like say, Oh, look, I'll start again next time I go on a diet. You just stand up and maybe you've even slipped down two steps. You just start That's walking so where you are, right? You just keep, okay, I'm two steps further back than I was a second ago, but it won't take me long to do those two steps and keep going up this flight of stairs. Yeah, well, think about it when you're practicing a snatch in the gym, when you're learning how to snatch, you get it wrong a million times. You fail loads of times. You don't just go, that's it never doing a snatch again you go okay right coach says this do this okay you try again and there you really, go you know you, your, your times you will go backwards also with that won't you because you'll go into the gym that one week and you just won't hit anywhere near the number you were able to get the previous time and you're like I'm yeah, of course and that depends on again sleep hydration your mood how you're feeling that week it's all, again, it's just one of those things. It's, it's never a linear process. And that's what people need to understand is you don't always just go up, up, up. You have to go back to then be able to go forwards again. And then the final part of, of that week, you start talking about meal prepping. Meal prep, yay. <laughs> so people don't have to meal prep if they don't want to, but even just prepping like little things. So say, for example... I had a client recently that wasn't eating enough, very rare. She was tending to have just salads with a little bit of vinegar or something, loads of veggies, but that was about it. And so I said to her, right, we need to bulk out these salads a little bit, add some grains, add some veggie, you know, like roasted veggies, add a bit of hummus, something like that to actually make it a meal rather than just like your veg of the meal. And so now she's, every week she'll cook off like a big old bunch of uh, root veg. And if you're not prepping like three meals ready for the week, like loads of food, you can just have that go-to thing when you don't have time or you don't, um, you can't be bothered to cook off sweet potato. I don't know, sometimes it takes 45 minutes and you're there like Hank Marvin waiting for it whilst your fish is done 10 minutes ago. So having that in the fridge literally to reheat can just be so like a savior because it saves that time and that energy where you may have reached. I froze, didn't I? Yeah, okay, your voice is, okay, you're back, you're back. 
So I, I don't know if we'll recap this, but basically Ben froze for a second. She was just saying about how, yeah, having the food there ready, that's important. And I, I completely agree with that because I'm, why would I disagree? But what I mean is I know from experience myself, yeah, when it's there ready and I can grab it, I'm going to eat it. The majority of the times I eat food I shouldn't really be eating, it's because I need to eat something right now. Yes, like, exactly. I don't have the time to wait. And and it's stupid, really. I'm, I don't know if it's stupid, really. I mean, I think it is natural, isn't it? You get home, I walk in from work, I'm tired, I'm hungry. And, you know, and it's understandable that, you know, Rochelle's been busy with, especially now in lockdown, like two kids at home. And I come in, and I'm like, is there any food? No. Yeah. All right. What what can I eat? As opposed, you know, whereas if I know that I've prepped something before and I can be like, oh, look, I can eat this. Exactly. It doesn't take any longer to cook either. If you're cooking off, I don't know, a massive pan of pasta or one pan of pa- uh, one portion of pasta, it's going to take the same amount of time. So you may as well just do a load and then you have some for later on. Also, uh, leading on from that, with pasta and grains, rice, all that sort of thing, if you cook it and then cool it and then reheat it as long as you reheat it properly, it actually means that your body doesn't digest as many of the calories. It's something to do with that breakdown of the um, fiber and things like that. But if you're trying to lose weight, it can be beneficial to cook things in advance and like grains and then reheat them because your body doesn't absorb as many of the calories. That is a proven fact. And there are studies to show that that's true. Wow. Science working for us for a change. Excellent. Um, (laughs) What do you mean by reheat it properly? Just in case anyone is not following more than what I mean by that is like rice. You know, people are like, oh, I don't reheat rice. Oh, it's so dangerous. I mean, yeah, it can be dangerous, but just make sure you reheat it properly and you don't keep it in your fridge for five days. Okay. So like thoroughly, basically, yeah, do it thoroughly. Don't do it after a month that it's been sat in the fridge. (laughs) It's kind of simple things. It's not like there's some secret science of, of how you need to reheat the food no no just make sure you do it till it's piping hot and then you'll be fine okay that's that, that's all i was hoping to I, I i've been outed on this podcast a couple of times for how much pasta i eat um it's it's a big issue in this house <laughs> but now at least i can feel less guilty and i'll be honest i haven't actually yeah. eaten for a couple of days so i'm on the road to recovery already uh, speaking of recovery week yeah. week four is a lot about you've, you've mentioned workout nutrition so we've kind of spoken about yeah fueling for the workout and and, and yeah uh, and, I, and I guess as well looking to the future if you're on like week four and you're somebody who's just started you're probably working out a lot more yeah. than you were previously but then even than you were week one two and three right because now even in the intro course it's kind of exactly. picking up steam your workouts are no longer like a couple of minutes at the end of a of having drilled a movement you're starting to get into the more kind of this is what a wad would normally look like territory it's kind of divided into a couple of parts though right because it's the fueling yourself side but then also recovery is incorporated into this week as well okay so yeah week four is exciting especially like we said before uh people that may be a bit more experienced to really lock in as much as they can to propel them those tiny little percentages that they're maybe not doing already so workout nutrition 
this is making sure yes so you fuel yourself effectively for your training refueling um, all that sort of thing it's really interesting so I would go and have a look at that especially if you remember that maybe it's been doing CrossFit for quite some time and then we have got recovery so like you were talking about before it's all about kind of keeping our cup filled up so training is a stressor on the body like you said before so we want to make sure that obviously if we're training hard that we're refueling and refilling that cup up so what can we do to recover and then we've got a very simple sort of page that outlines some stressors on one side and some recovery aids on the other side and then each side has got points. So say, for example, if you did stretching, it's plus five points. And then if you did a workout, it might be minus 10 points or something like that. Don't quote me. <laughs> and so it's all those little things that you can do to make sure that you're balancing out your stresses and your recovery. So then at the end of that day or the end of that um, week, you can add up and see, oh, okay, actually I was in a negative balance. What can I do to increase my recovery next week so that I can perform better? And that may be, you know, eating healthier. Uh, I know a stressor on the list is eating um a fast you know fast food meal that's fine to do but just make sure that you know that it's not fueling your body the best you can ready for that week of optimum performance and that's why week four is a little bit more of a step up it's a little bit more of a okay what can I really dial in to make sure that I am doing everything I possibly can to perform the best yeah it's, it's interesting going through the list because um there there are obviously some things that like sports massage yeah i'd love to get that every week but it's just not it's not going to happen is it if we're being honest other things like working on your mobility are more feasible yet yeah. still yeah. so difficult to do for some reason some things ice bath contract showers just let's just not go there Fen. let's just not talk about oh them. i love the cold shower it makes you feel so good have you ever been wild swimming before just in open water I've, I've, yeah but i i it's amazing it's so you just feel great afterwards i can't explain it try it and then you'll know what, what like I mean. those um those plunge pools that they do that are like super cold and you just jump in and i mean like that's easier i find because it's once you jump in you're in yeah but i hate exactly. it I just, go I down to there's somewhere locally you can literally go jump in there's a rope swing down there so that's how they get you in, isn't it? That's like the little spices on the chicken breast. It's a rope swing to get you into the cold water. There you go. Yeah. Oh, rope swing, that's fun. And then splash. Yeah, I'm trying to think about it exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. is good. That, I mean, the point is that going through that list, there's going to be some things that we're going to find easier to do, some things we're going to struggle to do. So it's nice having kind of an option again, uh, expanding our our viewpoint on what is considered, you know, recovery, because we might in our mind be fixed wow, on oh, exactly. it's these few things. And then seeing that, oh, actually, oh, I could do this or I could do that. Yeah, and and doing these extra things could help. Yeah. But also we have got some uncontrollables on there as well. So like, for example, increased life or work stress, increased work hours. You might not be able to control those things, but you can control how you react to them. You can control the rest of what you manage, you know, um, sleep for longer, start taking a multivitamin. If you're not getting out in the sun, take a vitamin D um, supplement, things like that. There's always something that you can do to, whether it, whether it, you have to wait a little while and weather the storm, there's, you can do something to, to aid your recovery. 
Yeah. And as you said, something like less than seven hours sleep, potentially people can hear the noise coming through my door that is <laughs> screaming children. I can hear the kids. Which, which um, does affect your ability to get more than seven hours sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable that. So again, it's, it's nice though, isn't it? That you can sort of see that and be like, all right, I can see the damage that's doing. What can I do to, to try and count? Because yeah, some things you're just not going to be able to control. Yeah. So instead of spiraling and just saying, well, you know, if I can't do that, I can't do anything. I might as well give up having at least, uh, okay, that's not great. And I do hope that I can improve that and it might take a long time and it might even take things like the baby getting bigger. So that doesn't require feeding during the night, things like that, that you could say, well, once that changes, I can fix that. But in the meantime, temporarily, let me just use all of these other things to kind of try and bring up that level a little bit into the positive so yeah absolutely yeah i don't know don't get depressed when you look at the list that's what i'm trying to say is don't don't look at the list and start crying that's not the goal right right what i gotta go gotta scroll back up if anyone's watching the video portion of this apart from seeing fen freeze every few seconds you see i'm constantly looking off to the side because that's where i have the document open so it's not it's not that i'm being rude and not looking at fen so we, we've talked about uh workout nutrition recovery um we skipped experiment which is, um, I think you've already kind of mentioned that we're getting like the cookbooks and just trying. Yeah, so just mixing it up a little bit, making sure that you're not too rigorous in, a, in your, you know, like I say, you just don't have to be too stressed about it. If you miss a week, if you, you know, if you go back to your normal habits, just like, it's fine. We all do that. It's not the end of the world. Your diet is reversible. Your everything about this is changeable. So you need to do what works for you. And it, especially if you've got little children, that can really get in the way. You know, you can't always put yourself first. So yeah, and so, so I it kind of towards the end here, especially at like again, you finish with meal prepping again and and reflecting again on, I suppose at this point, not just the day and the week, but really looking back now at the previous you know, that's day 27 to so the previous 27 days. It, it's sort of, I, I suppose it's a bit like, you know, something I should really do and I haven't done yet. Teaching your kid to ride a bike is that it's like at the beginning, you're really holding on to the bike and helping them. Right. And then towards the end, you're kind of just holding on slightly and then you're eventually letting go. And it's like, you often cycle on your own. And I suppose with this being a Kickstarter, it's sort of trying to help you develop those good habits. Very at the start, it's very kind of, holding your hand and being like you need to eat this and you need to do this and you know and then as you progress through the weeks it gets a bit more like well think about what you're doing in life and what you need to eat and how you need to fuel and how you need to recover and you know you've got a bit more control and then towards the end it's kind of like you're free now go go out and just use these principles and mix it up yourself and you should be fine yeah totally totally and that's what we want is we want to set people up for success in the long run hopefully you can look back on this and go oh yeah I do this oh no I'd forgotten about this maybe in six months time or so and then do that and and you can go okay well because of your reflection you know that when you eat this it makes you feel a bit groggy or or before training actually you don't eat because if you do eat it weighs you down or that's what you feel like it one thing that works one person is not going to necessarily work for you and it's about finding that out so great so I mean we've gone through that in quite quite it seems like we've gone through quite a bit of detail but actually yeah. when you read the document you realize we've really gone through it in any detail at all so if people want to to see this thing that you've made where can they find it 
So if you have Facebook, there is a group that you can request to be added to and we'll, we'll, um, we'll accept that as long as you're a CrossFit Bath member. It is CFB 28 Day Nutrition Kickstarter or send me a message and I'll send you the link. Um, alternatively, of course, if you don't have Facebook, I can just send you the PDF. But in that group, um, when we launched, I was doing with the daily or with the um, every three day change, a little supportive video just explaining why we do this and and etc. Um, especially if you're you're not reading the extra material that's in there. Uh, and if you're not a CrossFit Bath member, just go to Fen's Instagram and you can follow all the all the things she's doing on there and i'm sure you'll be able to glean some of this information just from uh, the other stuff she's doing or yeah you know, reach out and, and you know get her to start helping you because uh, as you've seen she's got a lot got a lot of good things to say uh, <laughs> we're going to try and have fen back on the podcast more i said that when you were on last time which was quite a while ago it was a we, long time ago wasn't it but we have a lot more guests coming through now so um uh, we, we, you know, we're at a faster rotation at this point and <laughs> nutrition is a hot topic. And you told me there's an endless list of topics about nutrition. Oh yeah. Uh, nutrition is just, uh, it is endless. So we will get you on again. Thanks so much. Obviously because of, uh, you know, it took us a little bit longer to go through this, especially as we were uh, cutting in and out occasionally. Um, so <laughs> we won't be spotlighting a member today or a listener, I should say, but that's probably a good thing because those forms again, we've almost run out everybody. So, um, we need more. We need to fill out more forms. So I'm giving you all an extra week to do that. Oh, I'm a nice guy. As I said, so if anyone wants to follow Fen, your your Instagram the best place to find you and see what you're up to. And yeah, uh, Instagram or my website, just FenFit Nutrition. Nutrition. How could I forget? Links to to all of that will be in the description, as always, or in the, uh, the show notes of the podcast. Thank you so much, Fen, for coming on. Was there anything that we've skipped over that you felt was vitally important and we're doing a disservice if we don't mention it quickly at this point? No, I don't. I mean, actually, one thing. Eat more vegetables. Is that specifically me or you're saying this to everyone? Well, if you're, if you're saying is that specifically for me, I think it might be. <laughs> I, I mean, actually, we've, we've been working hard on that. Um, I've now, because we've gone through this document very, you know, in, in depth i have arrived to the coloring pages so oh, yeah. uh, as soon as we end this call i will be printing them out yeah exciting them i haven't yet had lunch and it is almost two o'clock so i'm gonna yeah you've got me and, too as well, so. not um binge eat anything bad but have some nice vegetables i did buy a load of veg the other day so we're, we're stocked up in the fridge uh, very good yeah. but um i'm gonna check back in with you after a little while because i i wanted to do this when you first put it out and I couldn't, like I could, but we were moving house and it was very stressful anyway. So yeah, um, sure. uh, there was a period when we were in this house without a fridge. So we were like having to yeah. shop per day, like the food we needed yeah. for each day. So it wasn't easy, but we're, we're now we're settled. Let's, let's get this done because I tell you what, I, I found Friday nights outside the box killing me (laughs) so i need an edge and i'm not dedicated enough to train like derek so i need uh this is going to be my edge awesome well thanks for having me thanks so much as always it's been a pleasure thank you everyone for listening and uh, we all look forward to seeing whoever we get on the podcast next week